Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Anthony Davis needed a wheelchair last night. Wobbly from that hit to the head. The latest, and did the Lakers Golden State series just turn on its head? Also, this slash, these survival games, and KC versus Detroit to open the season. Let's go! Are the Lions ready for prime time? Kneecaps alert! I think they are. Very God. I think this could be off the rail. Welcome to the main stage. Warriors 121, Lakers 106, the latest on Anthony Davis's head injury. The reporting from Chris Haynes last night was detailed. He was helped on the bench, and then it was serious enough they decided to take him to the nearest room. Davis was so wobbly there he needed a wheelchair before heading to the locker room, but reportedly, allegedly, was not ruled to have a concussion. Walked out with the team after the game, flew on the team flight, and the Lakers go forward from there. On the other side, the adjustments Golden State made in the need to have it, got to have it win that they did get at home. Clinton Yates, around the horn to you. Did the Warriors merely survive, or did they make changes that could help them win the series? I don't think they did anything that specific. They just played like they knew it mattered. The sense of urgency was obvious coming out, and they got a monster game from one guy who's been there for a long time as part of that championship set, Draymond Green. I mean, he scores 20 points and 10 rebounds. He gets a double-double. He doesn't shoot too many shots. He makes all his free throws. He doesn't foul too much. That's the kind of monster setup you need from him in order to be able to come back against the Lakers. Ultimately, like I said yesterday, I think this is still Lakers in seven, but the adjustments weren't that big. They just played better basketball with the guys that we know can do. Pablo bring you in here no I think this felt like Christmas for the Warriors Tony even outside of the fact that suddenly they may not have to face AD we're still waiting on that of course but I say that more literally because before this postseason the last time Draymond Green scored 20 points was Christmas Day in 2019 it's literally Christmas again he's done it twice this postseason they are 43 and 10 when he scores 20. And so Draymond Green being a guy who can slow Anthony Davis, who can actually score in big moments when they need him to, plus Andrew Wiggins, by the way, yeah. attacking the paint, finally shooting over 50% from the paint. The Warriors have been terrible down there. These are the changes that are talent-driven, but I think they're sustainable. Kevin Blackstone. Well, I mean, I don't think that they did anything differently either. I would point out that Draymond Green scored in double figures for only the second time in the series, and both times those have resulted in Ws. So I think that's pretty good. He picked up the slack in scoring that um, some other guys weren't providing, um, most, most uh, uh, notably um, uh, Thompson. So I, I think that's what the, the difference was. But then when you look on the Lakers side, right, they didn't have any heroes off the bench last night. Uh, Rui was just Rui. Um, Lonnie was just Lonnie. He wasn't the other big L. Um, they lose AD, as you pointed out. Uh, you know, they just didn't have the offensive power to stay with those runs that the Golden State Warriors put up last night. So I don't think anything really has changed in this series. Uh, if AD uh, plays, I think he's going to be the difference maker. You look at the difference that he makes on the floor for the Lakers in terms of plus minus, it's, it's off the charts. So that's the difference in this game. And Cordy Cronin. 
Gary Payton the second being in the starting lineup for a second straight game allows this team to play faster. The smaller lineup certainly worked in game five. And to everybody else's point, Curry finally got some help. Now that help hasn't really come in the form of Clay Thompson throughout this series. And we know Jordan Poole at least starting to look like he's rebounding back into the form of game one Jordan Poole. But in order for the Warriors to survive in this series another day, let's see some game six Clay come to life in game six down in Los Angeles on Friday. Higher feet, higher points per game, three-point percentage, true shooting percentage, team winning percentage in all of his career game sixes. We remember the three-point explosion he had in 2016 in Oklahoma City. That's what the Warriors are going to need in order to survive in this series and force it to a game seven. No TV doctoring here. There's nothing worse we people do than the TV doctor. But again, the report is no concussion for Anthony Davis. How concerned should the Lakers be that there is a little disruption here, Clint Yates? I'd be rev reasonably well concerned because to me, this is more than just an injury thing. This is somewhat of a confidence thing, too, as well. There's been so many different things that have ailed AD throughout his career that I, I wonder just sort of what kind of a player he is in terms of what he brings to the court every night because a guy with such ability, a guy with such length and ab you know, ability to change the game, if he feels off, maybe the rest of the team doesn't feel the same way as well. That would be my largest concern. And I'm thinking, I don't think they're going to, you know, put a guy out there who can't play. Pablo Torre? Now, look, there are NFL incentives now, Tony, about whether this is a concussion or not, because, of course, he'd have to sit for 24 hours if it is. But Courtney mentioned, why do they go to Gary Payton II? It's because they've been trying to solve for Anthony Davis. He has changed the starting lineup of the Warriors three times. He's been the centerpiece. They run everything through. It's enormous. The series is over if he's not available. Knicks 112, Heat 103. Let's go there. For New York to win Game 5 with Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes playing every second of every minute of the 48. And Grimes getting banged up and then making a steal on the same possession in the last two minutes of the game on the line. Awesome. Problem. Is that sustainable, though, for the Knicks or just one back against the wall home win? Tony, this is like when you pull an all-nighter and you somehow get an A, and now you have to try and do it again. Quinton Grimes and, of course, like... Jalen Brunson, man, it's incredible what they're doing. We don't see it. We shouldn't expect it. But Quinton Grimes especially, finally, Knicks fans have been calling for this. Put him in the starting lineup. Thibodeau does it. He has defended Jimmy Butler on 96 possessions in this series. On those possessions, Jimmy Butler is shooting under 30%. He has been incredible and underrated, and now he's going to be exhausted. And we just don't see this happen. Jimmy Butler was the last guy to do it. Play all 48 multiple times in a series back in 2013. They're going to try it with Tibbs, but... I don't think it's sustainable, no. Love the analogy about pulling the all-nighter and then getting your professor to Been give you an A for Kevin Blackstone, Professor Blackstone. Hey, what's that? You don't give A's here, so I don't know if you follow that. But of course you not. You know, I, yeah, I don't like grading. It just gets in the way Hard of curve. learning, but let's get beyond uh, that. Yeah. What I want to point to right here is the fact that all we talk about now in the NBA is minutes, right? Minutes played. How many times, how many minutes guys are going to play? They didn't talk about that back in the day. Not back in 1972 when Walt Frazier and, and Jerry Lucas played every minute of every, every minute in the playoffs for the, for the Knicks, which is what you got with Brunson and Grimes. And that's why Brunson is there, to get this team to the next level in the playoffs. So I would not be concerned right now with Jalen Brunson's minutes or Grimes' minutes. This is what they need to win. It worked for them. They'll do it again. Gordy Cronin. 
I'm not concerned about the minutes for those two guys, but I am concerned that you'll get more of the Julius Randle we saw when he went one for seven early in the game before he then hit that step back three and then didn't miss a shot. He's been inconsistent throughout this series. That's probably more of what you're going to get when this thing goes back down to Miami. And this was the first meh game that we got from Jimmy Butler in the postseason. I also don't think that Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, and Kevin Love are going to go a combined two of 18 from three in the next game. Mm-hmm. Clint Yates. As much as that play from Grimes was so great to watch in kind of a microcosm of the season, if you've got to get 48 minutes from Quentin Grimes in order to win a playoff game, that is not sustainable by any stretch of the imagination. Overall, I do think, though, that's, you know, kind of what this next season has been about. You lose that game fighting hard on home surf. The bing-bong community has to be happy with how this is in, considering <laughs> how that the season has started. One more story here. All NBA teams. I always ask about snubs. You want somebody on, you got to throw somebody out. You want to move somebody up, you got to throw them out of the. But also, what are what are we still doing having positions? The change to positionless will come in two years. But here, here's the example: SGA and Luka Doncic over Nikola Jokic. Also, All NBA as a contract level up for players. Jalen Brown is at the top of that list now that he's All NBA. Can get a whole lot more money. Courtney, did All NBA get it right this year? When it comes to Jalen Brown, they did him earning the second team nod. He was ninth in scoring this season. That's deserved. And it's good for the core of the Celtics this summer when we think about the contract implications here. The Celtics are the only team, Tony, that are allowed now to offer him that five-year, $295 million Supermax contract. So that's good for Jalen Brown. Might he want to test out free agency? Potentially. We know that he hasn't necessarily said that Boston's his long-term place. He wants to be a place where he is respected and treated fairly, maybe that's somewhere else, but it's going to be hard for any other team to match that 295 that the Celtics can now offer. Maybe I see you shaking your head when the figures came out there. Yeah, I mean, this is an uncomfortable deal, this all-NBA um, team, given the fact that it is the media that decides the team, which is fine, but as you pointed out, this has an implication to guys' contracts. We should not be involved in the business of making news. We should be involved in the business of covering news. And I wish that they could somehow change this so that we're not, um, we're not a part of this. You're not going to have positions in the next all-NBA team? Don't have don't have an agreement where this is going to impact somebody's contract. Look what happened to John Morant um, and how much money he, he just lost. Maybe rightfully so. Maybe that's the punishment that he deserves for, for his uh, All right. Uh, his so, so for you, it's a total non-starter that the media is voting on All-NBA and then All-NBA works out the contract. Factors into contract. Pablo Torre. Horrible deal. Well, look, I would say two things. Number one, the John Morant thing. I do think this is John Morant's fault. I also think that if you look at this team, Tony, these three teams, this is 3.3% of the league, the best 3.3% of the league. I don't think Ja has an obvious claim over the guys who made it at his position. I hmm. do think, to KB's point, that there should at the very least be transparency and accountability when it comes to voting. This is 100 voters. This is a Senate of NBA media members. And by the way, I'm just saying cynically, if you're an NBA player and you're counting on eight-figure swings based on voting, how you deal with the media, spoiler alert, might sway this. And so all of this feels like politics to me. It's fascinating. It just requires sunlight as a disinfectant, as they say sometimes in Washington, D.C. Wait, wait. You don't think John Moran is one of the six best guards in the NBA? Or do you think he didn't play enough games? Uh, you know, the, the cap for games, it's floating, right? Luca also missed uh, about a 
and the, the season. And, and the depth. It's the depth of talent, though. I just don't think it's a slam dunk that he was done in injustice based Lin on Yates, performance. Last word it's close, you. but. I think in 2023, that's the most bizarre thing about it. I, I don't know who this serves from a fan perspective. If media votes on it, and it seems that you can get through a list of without KD, AD, and Devin Book, like, what are we actually doing well, they, here? Those guys missed a sure. lot of games, right? Uh, yeah, well, right. But what I'm saying is that I don't, know what the val- I don't know what the value is for me for this as a fan. It is a little weird and unseemly that it affects NBA teams, but ultimately, I just don't know when the second team could probably wipe the floor of the first team what you're actually I've doing I've heard people overall, say that. Yeah, All I mean, NBA teams are. I mean, razor-thin margins. But LeBron missed quite a few games this year. Ja played more than LeBron, right? Durant missed half the season. That's a tough, that's a tough ask for Durant. For me, it's Jokic. I mean, he could have won MVP, finished second in MVP. Right. He's on the precipice, and coming up, we'll talk about it, getting to the conference finals. So this is the year he's not MVP. Pretty good. Not All-NBA, but day. could win his title. Let's we'll see. Fire cell next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Game six. You know my theory, sixes often better than sevens. Tonight we get two. Let's start with Boston at Philly. How much pressure on the Celtics? How much a spotlight on Jason Tatum? A day after first team All-NBA and working off of back-to-back offers in the first quarter. Pablo Torre, I see that smile with Harden and B clicking like they are. What do you buy? What do you sell tonight? Can I buy myself? Can I buy the fact that I've had more fun <laughs> as a priest of the process this yeah. postseason than I've ever had before? Not because about of pick you, and Bob, roll, Tony. A little bit. I'm watching Harden and Embiid and Maxi and B-Ball Paul and P.J. Tucker swarm the Celtics, who are not swarming them enough. They can't be stopped in the pick and roll. I'm watching my dreams come true. Honestly, let's be real. This is a championship season we're watching right now. Victory it's for incredible. the process is a victory for the Pablo. I get it. From a gameplay situation. How do you see tonight playing out? I see the Sixers winning. I see Joe Missoula calling all of the timeouts he has because he's now very insecure about that. 
Kevin Blackstone has the night playoff. Well, I think it plays out just like the last two games have played out. Joel Embiid has nobody who can stop him on the Celtics. They've thrown everybody at him. Robert Williams can't do it. Grant can't do it. Horford tried to do it. He can't do it. And now he's missing three-point shots, which is another problem for the Seas. So they need to right the ship very quickly, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it uh, on the road. For Philly to close out at home tonight, Courtney, let me turn to you from Boston's perspective. Let's throw out game five, all right? That was a dud. The first four games, they could have won all four. Two hard and game winners late, or it's a sweep. Go ahead, from Boston's perspective. Well, they're not losing three straight, and they're not losing on the road. They are one of the best teams in the postseason on the road. Going back to last year when they were eight and four on the road, they won that game seven in Miami in the conference finals to go to the NBA finals, and then they just did that in game six down in Atlanta to get to this series. So everything changes for them offensively when they are not playing inside TD Garden. I don't know why, but they are number one among all the playoff teams. Pressure cooker that is a home game for them. Gets them right tonight. Clint Yates, how about you? There's two different teams here, one of which has a guy in Tatum who said, after a blowout loss at home, it's unfortunate. It happens. Hope it doesn't happen again. And another team that's got a guy, P.J. Tucker, who's yelling at guys in their ear to make sure that they've got things going on the court. I'll take the team that's got P.J. Tucker in a little bit of fight in this scenario, and they also happen to be at home as well. And now for the Suns, Chris Paul still out. DeAndre Ayton's questionable with a rib injury. The Kevin Durant Super Team referendum facing elimination on the other side. A lot of confidence now for Denver after that Game 5 win. Corey, what do you buy, what do you sell in this one tonight? I'm buying. We're probably seeing another mortal performance from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. They went 18-43 in Game 5. You can't expect players to shoot 80% from the floor like we saw Devin Booker do in Game 4. There's just not enough depth here, and they're putting way too much on their stars. Phoenix at home, Clinton? Can they stave off elimination? I don't think so. The injury situation is just a little too much between Chris Paul and Aiton, who, whether physical injury is the case or not, just doesn't seem to be in the same headspace that he was when this team made a finals run a couple years ago. Pablo Torre? Yeah, Nikola Jokic not being in any foul trouble of any kind. 11 total fouls this series, so he's averaging a triple-double. They have no solutions for him, no strategy. This is a Nuggets win mm. tonight, I think. You know, you just said that as they go to Phoenix. You can see the fouling turning around just a little bit when you're on the road. Kevin Blackstone, how about you? Yeah, I hate to get out of the Suns' orbit. I've been there all season, but with the injuries, as Clinton pointed out, and going up against the way the Joker's been playing right now, I, I, don't, I don't see them pulling Not very this heliocentric, this panel right now. Everybody has got Denver. Woody Page is loving hearing that. One more story here. Buy or sell three. Oilers four Golden Knights won last night. The series is even. Look at the final 90 seconds with game in hand. Alex Petrangelo slash Leon Dreisaitl. It was called a major and a game misconduct, but there's only a minute and a half left. Connor McDavid wants the league to review it, and he wants a suspension for Petrangelo because he viewed it as an intent to Injured dry saddle. Reporting today is that there will be a hearing for Petrangelo tonight with the league. Courtney, how'd you see the hit? I saw it happen long after Dreisaitl released the puck. It was completely unnecessary. Petrangelo needs to be suspended for Game 5 because we already know how physical and chippy this series has been. 93 combined penalty minutes between the two teams in the third period of Game 4. If you don't make a suspension happen from this incident, you're going to be asking the referees to do way more than they are capable of doing in Game 5. 
Yeah, shades of Dale Hunter and Pierre Turgeon back from Caps Islanders back in the day. If you watched that, it was very odd and somewhat similar. But I do think that it was a situation where a guy blew his top, did something he wasn't supposed to do. It's not like he injured him viciously. This isn't suspension worthy to me, although you should get a talking to. Okay, so you're saying because Drysaddle wasn't injured, it's not a suspension. Tori, you saw the hit, didn't result in an injury, you make a call. It feels suspendable because the intent is so clear. Dreisaitl has been the best player in the postseason, arguably. He wanted to discombobulate him slash injure him. But it's funny to do this topic, Tony, after talking about a team that has Marcus Smart on it. I mean, there was no flop at all, and I feel like that might be the one thing that prevents this from being an obvious suspension. Oh, okay, I see. I follow you now. Dreisaitl could have sold it a little bit more. Here it is, Kevin. It's a game misconduct, but there's only 90 seconds left. Should there be a suspension? I think there should be. It was pointless, it was intentional, and it was extremely dangerous. And I hate to think that the league would make a judgment in this case based on whether or not the player that was hit was injured or not. We know that in the past that has come into consideration. Shouldn't be done here. Time to say Courtney Cronin, Pablo Torre. Courtney, we're talking about the NFL schedule release. I love what the Bears did. I love what the Bears did. We'll talk about that next in Showdown. Yates and Blackstone. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Kenley Jansen, career save number 400 last night while closing for the Red Sox. He's the seventh ever to get to 400 saves. Justin Verlander last night beating Cincinnati for the first time ever. He's now beaten all 30 teams. He's the 21st pitcher ever to do that. Clinton, what's the more impressive feat? It's got to be Kenley Jansen for me, number one. It's just harder to do statistically. And number two, he started his career as a catcher, and now he's out here breaking records and getting the milestones on the mound. Fantastic career for him. Mm. Kevin Blackstone. Verlander can be like Aaron Rodgers in every ballpark in America. He can go in and say, I own you. That's incredible. Who else can do that? Woody Williams, Vicente Padilla, and 24 Terry other guys. Okay, so I mean, that's, that's people the say A lot of that's great names, and a lot, those guys had some point. <laughs> Glenn Yates, showdown two, NFL schedule drop in two minus, T minus two hours. Uh, NFL teams, social media accounts, this is their Super Bowl. And I, right now I'm giving a win to the Bears because they're teasing with Seth freaking Rollins. I love this. But here's some leakage. Season opener Thursday night, September 7th. It's going to be the Lions at Kansas City. The highest profile game on the schedule. The season opener, Detroit and KC. KB, matchup makes sense? 
Interesting. Feeding the Lions to the KCs. Mm. Okay, I didn't think of that. Um, I guess it makes sense because it really doesn't matter. Everybody's going to watch anyway. You would rather have a rematch from last year or against, you know, a conference foe or something like that. Not going to happen. But you're going you're to watch it anyway. It's the NFL. If everybody's going to watch from last year, then why are we still even in the tradition of putting the Super Bowl winner in the opening game? We need to be moving closer towards more teams like the Lions who people need to discover. I love this. It's a good start. More can be done. I'm got to give it to the team that's won the Super Bowl and do the flag and the banner and all that. So you're losing a point for that. 30 seconds of FaceTime. Kevin Black is done. <laughs> Got to congratulate Zach Whitecloud after what he said the other day with John Anderson for uh, mentioning his name in a very unpleasant way. But I want to remind everybody of what Zach, Cloud, Zach Whitecloud said at the end of his statement as he was breaking down. Here's a 6'2", 200-pound, tough guy, NHL player who is native, and he said, it is time that we all should learn. We all need to learn and understand that these names, these images are hurtful. Kevin Black is still. We're on a 23 and a half hour break. We'll see you tomorrow.